So I says to the constable, I don't care what she told you, that goat is not her legal guardian. Now she lies. I know. I All know. the time. I'm sick of it. That's dumb. That's classic. Jennifer. <laughs> Welcome to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber, where a married couple do minimal research on things they find interesting in a vain attempt to keep their marriage on the rails. Guys, we're fine. We're fine. It's fine. Our marriage is good. Mm-hmm. We made eye contact for quite a while today, <laughs> so it's been good. We had, um, you know, saying hi in passing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's been great. I mean, not like hi, but like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, like a nod. nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's respect, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mad respect. That's what this marriage is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just respect. It's a marriage founded <laughs> on respect and nothing else. No. <laughs> if that all sounded different than what we usually do, it was. We're trying something new. We're trying some new stuff. Yep. Uh, but let's get back into the stuff that we usually do. How are you, my wife? I am good. We've got a whiny gilly. Right How now. are you, gilly? How are you? Yeah? What? She's like, I'm itchy. Yep. My ears are leaking. Yep. We're just wanting... Just I don't know, we've got a wild hair. A yucky hound. Um, but <laughs> Sweet yucky hound. Sweet yucky hound. Yep. I am good. Yeah. I had a very lazy day today. I took a nap. You took a long nap. Was it long? Well, I don't even know what time I went down. Uh, you know Maybe me. An hour. I'm like a power napper, which That's is true. probably the most obnoxious thing somebody could say. Just like 20 minutes. I just want to like close no, my eyes. No, it's literally I'll pass out for maybe a minute or two and I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, I can't go back to sleep. Oh, really? It's, it's, a, it's an awesome Weird. reset. If I sleep longer than probably five minutes, then I'm, I'm messed up for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I usually am too, but for some reason this time it was nice. But then again, mm-hmm. I did get up at like 530 this morning, so I think I just needed it. Yeah, and I slept in, so... No. It evens out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. You know there's, this is not a competition, but no. if it was, I'd be winning. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. so that felt really nice, and that was Good. real fun to wake up to uh, Cash sleeping next to me that and the dog sleeping on the, super cute. the bed, too. Yeah, yeah that full was bed. Yeah, but how are you, honey? I'm good. I'm doing really well. Yeah. I went for a, a pretty long run today, and then we ate some... Uh, Super cheesy Mexican food, so yeah. kind of canceled that out, but that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, part of part of the part of the journey. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what have you been into this week? Which oh, what, you know, I okay. So I've where you been? I've been watching yeah. The Sinner still. Oh right. I'm sure I, there's only a couple episodes left. I would assume. Are they releasing that weekly? Or uh, no, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, well, I binge watch it. Yep. Okay. I know Netflix, I think they did some like appointment viewing stuff, like releasing on a weekly basis. If they did, maybe they released it a long time ago. Yeah, n- not necessarily for the center. I'm just saying yeah. they've done that with shows. So I didn't know if they were doing that with the center. I don't oh. know if they really do that much anymore. So. Who knows? Any hoozles. Uh, yeah, so I've been watching that still, and uh, that's still a really good show. I still really enjoy it. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't really know what much to say about it. I mean, I, I kind of talked about it on the last podcast, but... Yep. Um, yeah, so that's, that's been catching my attention, but I also, i try not to watch it right before bed cause then I have really weird dreams. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Some yeah. weird, like nihilist philosophical stuff. Well, in the, the last episode I watched, um, the detective that brought in the quote unquote bad, bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they kind of have like a friendship going on. Right. He's trying to like gain his trust. I saw some scenes where there are like house parties and junk and I was like, yeah. this show is weird. But I well, I catch like five <clears throat> minutes per episode. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. The bad guy. I don't know. Uh, he, 
Um, that's how you know it's a good show when you don't even remember the characters. <laughs> no, I never remember characters' names. <laughs> right. Uh, no, so he kind of has like his obsession with like facing death, right? Right. And so he would do this thing with his old college buddy that they would bury each other six feet under. Oh. Uh, to come very close to death and they, then they would like dig each other up. Doesn't get much closer than that. So he kind of told the detective like, I think that you think the way that I think, like they kind of have this, I don't know, similarity, I guess. Hmm. So he's like, I want to do this. Um, and so he buried the detective wow. six feet under. And uh, he originally gave him like a, a hose or something. So that way there was continuous air coming through. Yep. And he's like, you know, you could be down there for four hours. You could be down there for 10 hours. It just kind of depends on how long it takes. And uh, the de- detective was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And he said, okay, well, here's my confession. He gave him a written letter. And he said, if I don't let you out, at least, you know, if they, when they find your body, there's my confession and I Mm -hmm. go to jail. Right. He said, but if I do leave, let you out, then uh, you burn it. Right. It's like a trust thing. Trust. (laughs) Whatever. It's a typical trust exercise. You know, you bury somebody in a hole. If you don't die, you put in a hose, (laughs) then you know that you can trust. We've all been to corporate retreats. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So annoying. So yeah. Um, that was really interesting. And of course, you know, he, he uh, dug him up after, a, I don't know, an afternoon. It wasn't afternoon. I think it was overnight. Hmm. So, but during that so time. now there's trust. There is trust. Now there's trust. But then the detective uh, ends up um, having him arrested because he videotaped. Well, or not videotaped. where's the trust? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a big old thing. Wild. Um, so good show. And then I just finished reading Rich Man, Poor Man. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That, thank you. Mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Da, 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 by somebody. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Right, that's fine. Do you remember his name? I, I don't. I don't. Mm, yeah, but that was a fun book to read. Um, you know, it taught me that I need to have not only, um, I was going to say annual income. Um, passive income. Passive income and portfolio income, which is like mm. stocks and bonds. So investing right. in stocks and bonds. Um, but then it was interesting because all the way through the book, it's him bringing up different scenarios of him like oh you know I, I met with this person and they asked my advice on what they should do and I told them to do this and they didn't take my advice and they thought it was stupid and they missed their opportunity it was like their whole throughout the whole book so it's like okay so you're not telling me these people's success stories because they yeah. all didn't do what you asked or whatever yeah. until the very end <clears throat> they said yeah there was like one person that took his advice finally and, and made some money off of it but oh the guys built up a, a huge like empire off of this book mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of uh you know he does he goes around travels talking so i'm sure not to say those stories aren't real or valid but he's also got to build up like the you know it's easy to say no to this but if you want to say yes to this then come to my seminar and pay 200 dollars, and then buy right. the books on tape and then buy the board game that he made that's really expensive I don't even know how much it is. It's called cash flow. I think but it's like a, over a hundred bucks for like monopoly, monopoly with ex, mis, mixed with Excel. Yeah. And know. he like touched base on that of, you know, people say that it's really expensive, but you can't really put a price if that's going to make you more money or, you know, you, you spend all this money yeah. for college and you don't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my uh, managing broker has a copy of that game and yeah not not to knock the game we played a little bit of it at a meeting once and uh i, st- I still want to play it because it seems genuinely interesting on you know 
I don't want to get into the whole game, but not knocking the game, just saying that it's very expensive for mm-hmm. a pretty basic game, but it's not about the game. It's about the, the life skills that it teaches you through the game. Right. Or the financial skills, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. So I found that interesting, but I just kind of got like, so I, this is right after reading the badass, um, uh, oh gosh. You're a badass at making money. Was that at the ma- one you just at read? Making money, yeah. Okay. Really love her stuff, Jen Sin- Sincero. And uh, mm-hmm. so then going into Rich Dad Poor Dad, like her way of saying like, yes, you can do anything. You can make the money. Mm-hmm. If the universe mm-hmm. wants you to make some money, whatever. Um, was a lot more fun and like came from a good place. I feel like reading this one, it felt like I was reading it from just like a greedy rich man, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the feeling I got. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I took away some stuff and he kind of just said, you know, take it or leave it. This is what worked for me. This can work for other people. Um, and it had some good lessons in there, but it just felt like a very greedy. Yeah. I, I, I could, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Um, and I also think that's a difference between, I haven't read any of the year of badass books, but they seem to be more inspirational and aspirational. Like yeah. raise you up. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas that book seems to be more prescriptive of like, do this and you'll be rich like me, you know? So it's, it's two very different tones, two different mm-hmm. goals in those books. But yeah, man, that's, that's a hard left turn of a book to go from you're a badass to, Rich dad, poor dad, like, broke dad, shit dad, whatever. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it was just the way that he wrote it. Mm-hmm. But it just made me feel like, oh, like, you're the type of rich people I wouldn't want to be around. Like, I'd much rather be around somebody, if you have money, you don't act like you have money. Yeah. But this person, they seem like they have money and yeah. they act like that. And I don't know. That's just the, you know, yeah. what I, the feeling I got from the book. Yeah. I like, I like parrot head rich people parrot head like uh, uh jimmy buffett mm. like they the kind of people that are always hanging out at the clubhouse right getting really sauced and then they end up buying you drinks because they're like super friendly <laughs> yeah and you're like you know this guy bought me three whiskeys what's, what's going on they're like it's nothing he owns a spaceship company or whatever <laughs> it's like oh well i'll take two more whiskeys then right. yeah 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 i don't know so i mean it's a good book to read yeah but the feeling that I got afterwards, I just felt like icky. Yeah, you don't feel raised up. You feel like these are the ways to make as much money as possible, so that and you can you can step on other people and yeah, it's fine. Yeah, type thing. And I, that, I that's, get that. If I'm gonna make money, I'm not gonna make money that way. So no, no, of course we, you know, we of course we want to make money. We want our son to have a, mm-hmm. a bright, healthy future. <clears throat> teach him financial responsibility, right. but not at the expense of other people or his community. Like that's right. Yeah, you know that's nasty. Mm-hmm. We had enough of that. Dirty in the money. 80s. I yep. don't like that. Yeah. So, how are you? What have you been into? I went on like a whole little tangent. There. No, that was great. Yeah. No, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, been trying to keep up with the workout stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of venting my frustrations to you the other day, but I think the Mexican food today helped <laughs> just to have like a proper like cheat meal. Yeah, we've had cheat meals, but it's like a blue apron with kind of a carb, more carb focused. Right. This was like cheat meal. So Legit, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't eat so much that I made myself feel sick. So that's good. Yeah. But something I wanted to shout out real quick, because uh, with us doing Black History Month this month, it's mm-hmm. been great. I've learned a ton. Mm hmm. But I also realize we are not researchers. 
which yeah. I should have known already, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it took doing this podcast to realize like, oh yeah, no, we don't have a research team. We're just kind of, you know, messing around on the internet and finding some facts we find interesting, but yeah. it's, it's not peer reviewed necessarily. Like we're, we're doing our best with, you know, the mm-hmm. spare time that we have. Right. But, uh, I thought this episode was really fantastic. It's from the show, uh, my favorite murder, um, which is a, a really funny that I'm shouting mm-hmm. out my favorite murder on this podcast. Like they are, they have their own network now, tons of shows on it. Like, wow. Yeah. We have 10 listeners. And my favorite murder has <laughs> hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. but still this episode really blew me away. I mean, they, they always make great episodes, but this one wasn't about a murder. Uh, so the episode is episode number two, six, one, what's cooking. And uh, the description is on this week's episode, Karen and Georgia cover the life of Eugene Bullard. And it is such a cool story that I've never heard. Uh, There was a a black man born in the late 1800s. And he was born in America. So, you know, it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, He eventually makes his way to Europe, uh, like uh, I think Ireland for a little bit. His goal is to get to, to France. But uh, he eventually does that. And he's just a super charismatic guy. You know, people respect him because he's kind and he earns their respect and he's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but he becomes the first ever black pilot. Uh, fighter pilot? Wartime oh, pilot? Cool. Yeah. And nobody in America knew about him because he uh, fought for the French Foreign Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a machine gunner. And then he got injured. And then that was World War One. World War II comes around and he was injured so he can never no longer be like an infantryman. Mm-hmm. So he gets into Aviation Academy. First black man ever to do it, the French wow. Aviation Academy. Um, there was a more, there was a real name for it, but I'll just say French Aviation Academy. And uh, yeah, became the first black pilot and uh, it's incredible. Uh, highly respected in France. Uh, had uh, many, many medals. Um admiration adoration and people in america like didn't really catch on until i believe in the 1950s uh that's our dog scratching at the door by the way we just let her out uh would you mind letting her back in while i talk sure okay (laughs) thank you honey um so he uh he had all these accolades in europe and uh because he was a black man um he was uh he had to he had to flee france during world war ii but he still fought i don't remember how that worked Hmm. but uh he owned a nightclub in france uh like a jazz bar but because he was a black man and uh the nazis occupied france he had to flee with his family wow um he wanted to come back after but it was demolished in the war oh that's so he kind of lived in anonymity in America, like wouldn't really, wasn't really getting hired places, mm-hmm. but he worked at 30 Rock. And you're familiar with 30 Rock yeah. from the show. Um, and I want to say it was, oh shoot, Good Morning America maybe? Mm-hmm. But wow, oh, it, if it was that show, it was the very original host in the 1950s. They found out that uh, he worked, uh, he was uh, the guy that ran the elevator. Mm-hmm. And they found out he was this incredible war hero. So they interviewed him and he brought all his medals and talked about his life. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, it's an incredible story. I didn't I didn't do it any justice whatsoever. So 
Um, if you don't listen to my favorite murder, I highly recommend downloading episode 261 and listening to it because it's uh, a really magnificent story. Yeah. And uh, we picked up a new book called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You, a how-to guide from the first family of podcasts, or podcasting, excuse me. Um, it's a book written by the McElroy brothers. They have a very, an extremely popular podcast called, uh, my brother, my brother and me, they have adventure zone. Uh, they all have their own independent podcast with their wives, Mm -hmm. prolific podcasters, and they, they put out great shows. So I wanted to get their book and I've been reading it and that's kind of what prompted us changing up the format early on. So expect Um, some new changes. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm going to say this and everybody's going to be like, no shit, but we're, <laughs> we're still figuring this whole podcast thing out. So <laughs> we want to, you know, we want to try and be entertaining and we want to have a good time. I mean, you this know, is like our 19th or 20th episode. No, I think last week was our 20th. Was it really? I think we didn't celebrate our 20th episode. I know, I know it's messed up, but uh, yeah, we want to try and make this fun, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else. Of course. Um, So, yeah, we're just going to kind of mix things up a little bit. Not constantly. You know, we're just going to try new things. If they fit, they fit. If they don't, Mm -hmm. you know. So we always bug you guys about hitting us up at uh, lifewellspent at yahoo.com or on our Instagram page, life underscore well underscore spent underscore. Yep. Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, if I mean, if we're trying something new and you guys like it or you don't like it, let us know. You know, we, we, we want you guys to enjoy this, mm-hmm. you know, all 10 of you. Because uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's just us talking to each other, which is still a lot of fun, honestly. But it would be nice if some people came along with us because they enjoyed it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so fun. That's what I've been doing. Oh, and I'm still reading Mistborn. Ooh. Ooh. Just got done with part two. It's so good. <laughs> it's really, really good. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Do you want to go first? Want me to go first? Um, I don't remember who went first last week, but I, I mean, I can. Yeah. That's sure. Yeah, if you go with it. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I forget what you're talking about. Um, Mansa Musa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I signed this to Amber last week and a little inside information. Again, I'm going to shout out a podcast, a podcast called All Fantasy Everything. Really funny podcast. The host is Ian Carmel. He's a co-host on James Corden's Late Show. Mm-hmm, yeah. Super funny dude. Um, and it's just him and his buddies drafting, fantasy drafting anything they want. Taco Bell items, uh, action movie characters. And this one was uh, they were drafting Kings and Queens. Mm-hmm. And David Borey, extremely funny guy from uh, Denver area, he brought up. Mansa Musa, which I'd never heard of him, and I thought no, it was incredibly fascinating. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. Before I get into that, real quick, um, I heard a uh, audio tape of Rosa Parks today, and like her mixtape, or right. <laughs> Little did we know. No. Um, so tell me, what do you remember about her story on the bus? That she sat down. She was told to move because she was sitting in the front and a white, uh, either a white person wanted to sit there or she just wasn't allowed to sit at the front of the bus and she refused to and was taken off and it was a big part of the Montgomery bus Okay. boycott. <clears throat> Apparently, she had said that she was actually sitting front row of the colored section 
And the bus driver had three extra white males on the bus that were going to have to stand. And he asked her to move along with two other people. She's like the person that was sitting next to me and then across the way from us. Really? She's like, and I refused to do that because we were in our section. Yeah. And so if they, you know, I'm not going to move just because they don't have enough white spaces. Well, and I believe we learned when I was talking about uh, the young girl that she was the first to not give up her seat. That that was uh, planned by uh, civil rights leaders of uh, Rosa Parks. You know, she's somebody that people can back. So I wonder if they're like, we need her to sit on the bus at the busiest time of the day. But uh, also, I know that um, Martin Luther King, uh, he would do boycotts, but he wanted to stay within laws. Mm -hmm. You know, it was being civil, so he wanted everything to be legal uh, for their demonstrations. So maybe that was the idea of, oh, well, we can still have Rosa Parks get on the bus at the busiest time. Mm -hmm. And even if she's sitting front row in the colored section, excuse the term, um, odds are some white people, extra white people get on the bus and she'll still be forced to move. So I guess that makes sense, but that's really fascinating. I assume she just sat in the white section. I That's what I learned yeah. growing up. I thought that was right. really interesting. But, Wild. Uh, yeah, super crazy. Huh. Uh, Any whoozles? Um, <laughs> I feel like you turned that. Who are you, me? Who are you? <laughs> yes. What are you? <laughs> You're rubbing off on your way. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so Mansa Musa. Um, was the an African king who was also Muslim. He mm. lived in the 1300s, and he was considered the wealthiest individual in human history. Crazy, right? And wealthiest to, person in human history. To put it uh, in today's well, not even today's terms, he was worth 400 billion dollars in back, the back 1300s then, in the 1300s so if that gets you any sort of clue how much he'd be worth today uh, is there anybody worth 400 billion dollars today well I, uh, this guy said he's worth like four times more than jeff bezos and apparently jeff bezos is like the richest man in the world yeah know. that sounds right wow yeah yeah so he he had the moolah um but i guess he was the the 10th mansa in the mali empire I okay uh looked up what Mansa means. Oh, no, it's king. I, that tracks. King of kings is what Mansa Musa actually translates to. Mansa Musa means king of kings? I believe so, yep. That's just... So fun, right? Fantastic. <clears throat> um, but I guess he made all of his money because they were like the biggest gold producer. Yeah, and okay. And then later on, um, they were the biggest trading center for gold and salt at the Ooh, time. Ooh, salt too. Yeah, because Dude. they were like right along the line of this... Uh, river that a lot of people would trade and so the way that the land was everybody kind of ended up at that point so it just made for a really big trading center yeah okay i guess Uh, that i mean that makes a ton of sense my i've little extremely little understanding of like ancient history especially like 1300s but the idea is that yeah civilizations formed around uh bodies of water because they were sources of food and then that also became trading as well so Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to my dumbass, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess he, he ruled over like 24 cities Ooh. within that area. Cool. Um, yeah, and a lot of people didn't really know about him. It was what do you mean well, at the okay. time? Yeah, so I guess I should say other countries didn't really know about him. Okay. So he's reigning over all this land, all this gold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he ends up... Uh, so... 
with him being Muslim, they do this thing called um, uh, pilgrimage. Right. Uh, to the mm, Mecca. Yes. Which is Mecca, Saudi Arabia. I literally know about this because of Robin Hood. King oh, really? Of Thieves. Was That's it King of Thieves? The one with uh, Costner and his I mullet. No, I don't think I ever whatever. watched it. You all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman, he's on pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah, so I guess the um, Mecca or um, Hajj. Is it not just Mecca? Are there multiple Mecca-i? Well, it was interesting because it said, yeah, a pilgrimage to Mecca, yeah. comma, Saudi Arabia. So I assumed Mecca, Mecca is, is within yeah. Saudi Arabia. I, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, or it's also called a Hajj. Hajj? Hajj? Cool. Anyways, um, so it's a, nowadays it's like a five to six day religious uh, mandatory journey for Muslims to demonstrate solidarity to the Muslim people and their submission to God. Cool. Um, so back then... He took his pilgrimage because as an adult, you're required to do this. As long as your family is taken care of, you can go on this, this journey, right? Mm. Um, he went, and it, because it was like 4,000 miles away from his home, Woof. took two years. Woof. And just listen to the things that he brought with him, okay? So two years. Hundreds of, well, no, tens of thousands of people came with him. Okay. Enslaved people, people yeah. to carry his things. Right. I mean, whoever. Um, it, where am I at? Hold on. I'm going to have to come back. I did not take very good notes. Um, so he brought. I barely took any, so you're doing great. <laughs> um, he took a hundred camels with gold. Each camel bore the weight of 300 pounds of gold. Wow. Strong camels. Yeah. Why do you need that much gold? Bec- like on a- Well. Okay. Uh, apparently, okay. Trading so, all the way? Uh, not not quite. Okay. Okay. And then he had um, apparently five hundred enslaved people carried six pounds each. So altogether, thirty three thousand pounds of gold Whew. on this two year trip. Along the way, he would actually like he was very generous with his gold. So he would like p- basically give it out to people mm-hmm. as he would mm-hmm. come around. Cool. Um, and like any famously rich person probably would if you go into a, a new land a new city a new mall would you you know you want to win hearts and minds and you want did you say s- a new mall <laughs> nowadays nowadays okay. <laughs> <laughs> those foreign lands with those malls yeah. <laughs> um no that he would spend a lot of money at these places mm-hmm. for you know um all these beautiful things that he didn't have in his Palace? He's swinging by Footlocker. He's buying right? the Yeezys. He's for yeah. everybody on his team. No, um, yeah. So hundreds of thousands, well, tens of thousands of people came with him. Um, they were carrying his silks and jewelry. He'd give away a lot of his gold on his trip. Um, yes. He gave away so much in Alexandria that it actually caused so much inflama- inflammation, <laughs> inflation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took years, like twelve years, for them to recover. If you had finished that with inflammation, I wasn't going to correct you. <laughs> I knew what Why you were saying. That? Why is I knew that, what right? you were saying. We had this conversation okay. yeah. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Language adapts. It means what it means. As long as people are getting the message, don't be a dick about it. English is English, right? Uh, yeah, oh, well, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, in a way. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, yeah, you know, is, is, uh, had caused so much inflation in that area. You're laughing. Sorry. Um, Just, that it took him a really long time to recover. I heard that. like at least a few years 
for 12. oh you said 12 jeez yeah. jeez pete's yeah my goodness uh apparently after his journey um people in italy and europe found out about him um word travels fast i guess and so i guess there was a map maker possibly i think it was in italy that decided to make an atlas and create of uh africa because apparently they didn't have it at the time mm-hmm. um so they he ended up putting uh him on the map like in this really big area of him holding like a thing like a not a trident <laughs> a spear maybe like the, the thing that a king would carry a big s- long probably stick. a scepter probably Scepter yeah. makes sense. And then gold in the other hand to show that like this man is wealthy, right? Rich king. That's what that says to me. So more people found out about him and uh-huh. started flocking, you know, and then yep. he became even bigger. Um, but uh, he, let me go back to my notes because there was something I over missed or missed here. Um, mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Maybe I, it, maybe I got it all. There's something I missed. What was it? Oh, okay. So when he came back, so he, um, oh, where was it that he saw this? Um, I can't remember the, the place, but um, from there, he brought books, scholars, and architects back to create uni- uh, his first university in that region cool. in Africa and mosques. Um, so the, the first university in the region was in Timbuktu, and mm-hmm. it, it had like 25,000 students when he had opened it i guess and it's still a really big place right nowadays that people go and um uh, what did he call it it was a big or someone i'm so good at this um (laughs) i don't remember what they called it but it's like a big learning area uh university uh place of study i don't know um but yeah, I guess um, nowadays when people still do this um, journey or the Hajj, mm-hmm. um, th- once they get to the Mecca, there's actually like seven different rituals that they do. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, um, the pilgrims tend to shave or cut the ends of their hair if they're women, just the ends of it. Um, and then they have like a three-day celebration. Sorry, after. can you say that again? So at the end of the rituals, yeah, when it's all said and done, yeah. Um, men will shave their head or cut their hair or women will cut the ends of their hair. Okay. Men shave their head. Women cut the ends of their hair. Yes. Okay. So women get a haircut. Yep. Men shave it off. Yep. Okay. Um, and then they celebrate and it's like a big three day celebration, which is really cool. Boy, after that travel. Yeah. You got to party a little bit. I know. Cause yeah, nowadays it's like five to six days of traveling, but still Mm. that's a long time. Still a lot. Still a lot. Um, but yeah, I guess he, you know, um, oh, that's what he called it. Sophisticated center of learning in the Islamic world. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. Um, but yeah, I guess he, he died in 19 or no, 1337. <laughs> wow. He's like immortal. <laughs> um, and apparently all of his money that he had was lost in the next couple generations of Kings behind him. Boy. Like really bad spending habits and just lost well, like and all of it. Do you think also potentially uh, the, uh, oh my God, the, the, the Crusades might have had an impact on that of European leaders coming in? I Probably. Mean, of course, I have, I'll be honest, I have no idea where Molly is. So I don't know where it is in, in uh, reference to 
uh, Israel, quote unquote, the Holy Land, whatever that yeah. may be. So I wonder. I mean, now that because there were so many people that found out about him after the the trip that, mm. yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are after his money and yeah. people just either couldn't say no or just made bad investments yeah. or whatever it might have been. I don't or, know. I mean, the Roman Empire fell. Or tons of empires fell. Maybe this right. is just another one that fell. Yeah, that, yeah, that could definitely be. Um, and then I actually I'd heard that so Michael B. Jordan and I can't remember the other guy's name um, is um, apparently putting on a um, or putting a movie together about Mansa Musa. Hmm. That, but this is in I think it was a video back in 2018. So I'm guessing it's still like in production. Production could take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people said like, oh well, maybe that's where they got the inspiration for. Um, uh, Black Panther. What was his name? The king. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, if you swap out gold for vibranium, yep, you have Wakanda. Yeah, for sure. And Wakanda was just able to to hide itself. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Garrett's nerdy bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Wakanda was able to hide itself because of its technological advancements. The only yeah. difference is, yeah, Mansa Musa went and stunted on like the entire world, and. Caused so much inflammation with his gold mm-hmm. that, you know. People couldn't handle it. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, uh, sorry, our son is doing something under here. He's putting stickers on his face. Okay, that's what that is. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really um, similarities with the character from Black Panther and Mansa Musa. Yeah. I mean, a very generous. He was described as very, um, yeah, very generous person, mm-hmm. happy um, uh, aesthetically pleasing to the eyes, I guess. Um, a real Michael B. Jordan, if right? you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that'd be cool if they actually come out with a movie about it. Yeah, him. again, something, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know, but I had no clue about this guy until heard about him, you know, on that podcast. So, well, and because I'm so um, pretty. Uh, Generous. It's not naive. It's um, things that, like, when you don't know something. I almost said illiterate. No, <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> uh, ignorant? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yep. I was like, starts with an I. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm so ignorant to, uh, I mean, black history in itself. Yeah. When I, you know, hear about stories about Mansa Musa, I'm like, okay, so we have this beautiful kingdom that is flourishing Mm -hmm. and you have a a black king and who is like the wealthiest man in the world how do we go from that to a couple hundred years later we have all these you know thousands of enslaved black people boy i'm sure that's a huge question that would require way more research than we're interested are able to put into uh, i mean it makes me want to like research it more Mm -hmm. you know and because and even hearing that uh basically um the far like so what is it they say the closer you are to the equator the darker your skin is the farther you're away from it like um evolutionary ways you know of people moving away from the equator is because they're they get lighter skin yeah so I, technically we all came from uh a black woman yeah i mean uh like ethiopia that's considered uh or at least that 
poorest like part of Africa is considered the cradle of life where life began. Right. So yeah. So yeah, to to think like, you know, that we all are descendants of a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we just decide to travel farther away from the equator, which is why we have lighter skin. Like, yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah, it's, you it's, know, it's wild. I don't know if I ever remember, you know, learning that in school. Yeah, I feel like they I mean, I feel like in high school, world history was European history. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that I'm sure that's a bit of an overgeneralization, but I I don't remember learning anything about Africa. Maybe a little bit about India, tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like we would have had to really have sought that information out when we were younger. So because I feel like the way that they, maybe I just don't remember. I don't know. But I feel like the way that we tend to learn of, you know, the enslavement. Um, you know, a few hundred years ago, mm-hmm. they kind of paint the picture of, oh, well, you know, the Americans, uh, gosh, now I can't even remember. Um, she also has our son on her lap, so I'm sure she's kind distracted. of mentally multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but almost like we, you know, basically stole these people from tribes almost. Right. And then brought them over and that we were like, oh, well, they're not worth anything, you know, because, they're not as uh, well. They're worth something along. as a commodity, but right. not not human beings, right? Right. Like they don't see them as human beings, and mm-hmm. they think that we're like because we're farther along. I don't know. With gosh, okay, I need you down, buddy. Um, I I don't know. I I just feel like you know what what happened between all of a sudden we have like these beautiful kings and mm-hmm. that are you know not white. Yeah. To all of a sudden, <clears throat> you think like, oh, the all black community was enslaved. Well, uh, I, I think uh, overly simplistic, but probably a good uh, analogy to that is what happened to the Native Americans. Right. Yeah. White people came in and just kind of took over and said that it was manifest destiny that we were blessed by God to rule this land instead of the people that had been ruling the land and living on and with the land for, you know, I mean, we could get into it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, looking, I would, I would be really interested to look specifically at the Mali empire mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, see its rise and fall and what has happened. Cause I don't know that there's a Mali anymore. I Again, ignorant as hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, I mean, that's that's what's been so great about this podcast in general is, you know, helps us to realize that we know dick all about dick all. So right. Yeah. <laughs> we're seriously. Trying to learn. Yeah, and just yeah. it's, uh, yeah, opening up our our minds to something that we didn't know before, and yeah. um, genuinely being curious. You yeah. know, because I think the the more that we all learn, the the better our, the I don't know the world will be absolutely you know yeah. so all right well we are going to take a quick break will we have a sponsor who knows <laughs> we definitely don't <laughs> well hi remember hi. that remember, remember the cat that said that oh Little yeah kitten? if i had a cat that a just said like well accent. hi oh my well, god hi. yeah so we're back uh if you know of anybody that wants to advertise on a, our podcast ask them why 
<laughs> that seems weird. <laughs> to 10 people. Yeah. 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 Mm. All right. Well, great job, honey. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So you told me. Yeah. That you wanted me to research. Annie Lee Cooper. Annie Lee Cooper. Thank you. And you told me that uh, Oprah Winfrey played her in the movie Selma. Yes. So I watched Selma. Yes. And then I did a tiny bit of research on Annie Lee Cooper. Cool. <laughs> so, guys, have you heard of this movie called Selma? It's crazy good. And I cried a lot. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure it won awards. Yes, <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, it, it was a big hit at the Oscars a oh, year or two ago. I don't even remember when that came out. Yeah. Uh, 2018, 2019, I think. Okay. Definitely not in dog shit 2020. So yeah. it might have been 2019, but... Yeah, I, for some reason, I didn't watch it, and holy shit, it's just, it's so, so good. I watched, um, yeah, bits and pieces of what you were watching, and yeah, watched the whole thing, I think. Yeah, the uh, the gentleman that played Martin Luther King Jr., uh, David, I, I think it's like, oh, I'm not even going to try his last name. I need to hear it. Wasn't it wasn't a spoken. Wendell something? No, what? Wendell. I think that's mm. what, wasn't that what the credits showed? I thought for sure it was David. <laughs> Let's pull it up. Oh, gosh. The one that was saying the speech at the end. Wasn't that Martin Luther King? Yeah. Yeah, I could have swore it said Wendell something. Wendell something. I could be wrong. Boy, we're going to find out. So yeah, uh, Selma is about uh, uh, Martin Luther King and the Southern Christian leadership community um, and them uh, going out to Selma, Alabama, where people are actively being stopped from voting. You were right, David Oyelowo. The guy's been in a lot of stuff, and I just, I've never heard his last name said out loud. Oyelowo. Oh, that's probably way wrong. I'm so sorry, David. That's, yeah. O-Y-E-L-O-W-O. Okay. I'm not going to try. You keep baiting me, but I'm not going to try. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, fantastic performances. There was huge huge names in this movie yeah including oprah winfrey who is a producer and she played a very a relatively small part mm. i mean there's no small parts only small actors but <laughs> uh yeah i mean she's in the movie a handful of times she's mm. not a principal character but she does play a big role um and i mean if i was asked like hey do you want to be in selma like the Hell yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure everybody read the script and like I've got to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt was also a producer. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh incredible film, but yeah, it's about uh Martin Luther King and the uh Southern Christian leadership uh, community something to that effect uh going down to Selma, Alabama where people are not being allowed to vote. Um and it's also it is post segregation America, but not in Selma. Like it mm. is still highly segregated, which is illegal. So this uh, this takes place after Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And it was interesting. I guess uh, his group, the uh, SCLC, mm-hmm. what they would do is they would go to communities where uh, black men, women, and children are not being uh, given equal rights. Okay. And they would go there and they would help to organize local uh, leaders in the community mm-hmm. and helping them to... Uh, have civil protests, you know? Um, so that's what happened in Selma. They go down there and incredible dynamics. I thought 
I, I rag on this movie too much, but it really bugged me. Hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. It just, it seemed so surface level. Like it wasn't a movie like that. It just kind of skims over the top of the same, same bullshit that you more or less know about Freddie Mercury, about Queen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, there was things in there that I didn't really know, but didn't really dig into stuff. This, I feel like this movie really captured the different uh, dynamics in that community, in that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Martin Luther King and Lyndon B. Johnson, the president of the United States, which apparently that's the least factual part of this movie. Uh, LBJ and MLK are seen as being really kind of at odds mm-hmm. in this movie. When apparently that wasn't quite the case in real life. Okay. But it makes for better drama. Right. And from what I've seen, the rest of the movie is really accurate. Okay. It's just that they kind of turned up the tension for dramatic effect. Right. Yeah, which, which they tend to do in drama. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If if the worst thing they do is making the president look like a little bit of an asshole, like, whatever. It's yeah. fine. He's president. He did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, there was another... There was a group of uh, black leaders and activists in that community already, and they kind of resented Martin Luther King and the SCLC coming in because they'd been working on voter rights and fighting for voter rights for like the past two years. Oh. And they said like, well, the SCLC, you guys are just going to come in, you know, take over, cause a ruckus, and then you're going to leave. And mm-hmm. you're going to leave us in about as bad a position as, as, you know, before we left. But you're just, you know, now that Martin Luther King's here, he's going to get all the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was super fascinating and it also dealt with, uh, Martin Luther King's affairs uh, a little bit, which um, I don't, I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I think that's the only real criticism I've heard of MLK is, Oh, well he had affairs. It's like, well, that's not good, mm-hmm. but major civil rights achievements, you know, right. Not that everything's a scale, but if this was like, he'd be, you know. He'd be in the positive. Yeah. He'd be in the black. Ooh, is that bad? Oh. I would say in the green. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, weird how that worked out. I anyway. know. <laughs> well, it wasn't the... You referenced the black because it's... Um, it's a financial term. Like, like when you're in the black, that means you're you're, you're doing getting good. profits. Yeah, you're doing great. In retail, when I worked was manager in retail, yeah. it was you're either in the green or in the red. Oh, really? Green was good. Red was bad. That makes sense. Yeah. Probably a little safer than yeah. in the black or in the red. Because I remember you bringing up black and I'm like, that seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a happy color. Right. right. So, well, you know, the movie's incredible. Yeah. Like I said, uh, it paints Martin Luther King Jr. as a human being, mm-hmm. you know, which I mean, makes him even more likable and you root for him. You know, he makes mistakes. Uh, he talks about uh, they were in another area previously. And he said, like, we made a, m- a ton of mistakes when we were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a human being. You good, Gil? Just choking on okay. her own saliva, I think. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Uh, yeah. I cried a ton. Like, four yeah, times, I, noticed I think. You were, towards yeah, towards the end, you were away from I mean, some, some horrific scenes of violence of, of women and children mm. being beaten. Yeah. Um, and... There was times where I'm like, well, I mean, these are actors, but, you know, I also told myself, like, no, like, this shit this really happened. happened. Feel these emotions. It's okay. Like, yeah. You know, even if they're using a little bit of movie magic, this really happened, and these people were beaten and murdered and lynched and shot and terrible. But uh, it, Honestly, it might have been a lot worse than what they showed in the movie. 
Yeah. Uh, I know. mean, they, yeah, didn't cover a, a ton of horrible stuff that was done to mm-hmm. black people, you know, Ugh. in the South, uh, all over the U.S., but it's specifically disgusting. in the South and in Alabama. But, uh, yeah, so, sorry, I want to bring up a little article about our dear sweet angel. Annie Lee Cooper? Annie Lee Cooper. Thank you so much. I keep spacing on her name because <laughs> I'm great at this. <laughs> so Annie Lee Cooper, let me set the scene for the movie because when we first uh, go into Selma, pretty early on, we see Oprah Winfrey trying to register to vote. Okay. Should not be illegal. Like, like black people have the vote at this point, but... Uh, she goes to the registrar's office to register to vote. Mm-hmm. And the man at the office, he, first of all, he's like, uh, you know, I know you work at this place. And what would your boss think if you were out down here causing a ruckus? She's like, I'm not causing ruckus. I'm here to register to vote. It's my right. Yeah. yeah. And he starts giving her the fifth degree. He's like, he asks her this this weird shit. Like, how many judges are there in Alabama? What? Like district judges or something. And she's like, she says like 67. And he goes, name him. Oh, my gosh. And she really? can't. So he denies her uh, the ability to register to vote. Who would know that? Nobody. Nobody. would. That's the Dumb point. Ass. Nobody would know it. He wouldn't know it. And, you know, the, of course, no white person is being asked that question. Nobody should be no. asked that question. No. That's not being an American citizen is the criteria to vote, not knowing, you know, how many judges right. there are or whatever. Uh, so, and... Uh, we then catch up with her later. She is uh, part of a group marching with the SCLC and Martin Luther King Jr. towards the courthouse. Mm-hmm. The idea is they are all going to march on the courthouse so they can register to vote. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to come up against op- opposition. That's the point. Right. Um, in the movie, Martin Luther King Jr. talks about how the sheriff in Selma is a real dick. He's mm-hmm. violent. He's racist. He's a monster. So is, he, he, is he basically like, like a KKK member? More or less, yeah. Okay. They do show a scene later where he's talking to some good old boys. God. And it, it very much seems like they're, wow. all, they're all part of the KKK, which unfortunately law enforcement does have a history of being tied to the KKK. Mm-hmm. Um, a long documented really history. Yeah. Um, of course, not to speak of any officers here now just that is what it was and mm-hmm. that's what this situation was so they know that they are going to cause violence to happen to them that is the point mm-hmm. the point is to um gain attention yeah the issue yeah yeah to show you know the to show the american people what's going on and have the american people rally behind them therefore putting pressure on linda b johnson to pass aggressive uh, voting rights legislation mm-hmm. so that black people don't have to deal with this. Um, so they march up to the courthouse and essentially everybody gets on their knees, puts their hands behind their head in front of the courthouse and on the courthouse steps uh, it's lined with police officers and the sheriff. Okay. And uh, there's all these black people down on their knees, hands behind their head, not civil, not doing anything. Yeah. And then uh, lined up behind them is the SCLC Mm-hmm. and uh, probably some other uh, local um, black leaders in the community uh, standing. And, you know, Martin Luther King just says, like, we're here to register to vote, and sheriff gives some bullshit reason why 
he can't let them in. He's like, oh, there's too many people. So he let them in one at a time. Oh, and he tells them to go to the back of the building. And Martin oh, Luther King's like, nope, we're gonna we're gonna go in here. Yeah. And then uh, the sheriff goes down, starts pushing through the crowd. Um, I don't know if this happened, but uh, uh, there's a gentleman who has his, I believe, his mother and his grandfather there. And his grandfather can't get down on his knees, put his hands behind his head because he's old. Yeah. And trying to do that, trying to get him to do that. And uh, the sheriff comes up and starts beating the shit out of the grandpa. Oh, come on. And Oprah Winfrey, playing Annie Lee Cooper, goes up and hits him real hard in the back of the head. Good for her. And he goes down. And he lands flat on his back. That must have felt real good for her. And she gets beaten and arrested. Oh, my gosh. Which, unfortunately, that's the way it is. So, uh, from the, again... (laughs) <laughs> the minor bit of research that I did on Annie Lee Cooper, that sounds fairly accurate. Okay. Uh, basically, what I found from, this was from the snccdigital.org, and the SNCC was the uh, group that was uh, uh, running voter registration before the SCLC came in with Martin Luther King. Right, okay. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, oh, and something's crazy. She was born June second, nineteen ten. When do you think she left us? When do you think she shoveled, shuttled off this mortar coil? Shoveled, Ooh. shuffled, even. Two thousand. November twenty fourth, twenty ten. Wow. Hundred years old. Wow. Hell yeah, love it. That's love amazing. to see it. Um, so, she was at this event, and she is credited as the woman. That knocked down the sheriff. She full on decked him. Good. Uh, let me see. I want to find the passage because it's really awesome. The big jerk. Yeah. So in early 1965, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and SCLC arrived in Selma to stage a nationally geared campaign for voter rights and began demonstrations. On June 25th, 1965, she is 55 years old, maybe 54. Okay. Uh, she had been standing in line for hours at the county courthouse waiting to make another attempt at registering to vote. The police arrived to break up activists, including the notorious local sheriff, Jim Clark, who's the guy. Uh, As she stood waiting, Cooper uttered, nobody's afraid of them. Clark poked Cooper in the neck neck with his billy club, and she spun around giving him a hard right hook, knocking Clark to the ground. The sheriff's deputies attacked her, arrested her, and charged her with criminal provocation. Which, if anybody's provoking, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, we all, we're all on the same page here. And uh, later she was, uh, oh, something that I really loved. Uh, SCLC's James Bevel, who was staying at the uh, Torch Motel where Annie Lee Cooper worked, uh, reflected on the situation. We're going to be working mostly with voter registration here, and nobody, and not everybody is nonviolent. Not everyone who registers is nonviolent. Not everybody who registers is supposed to be nonviolent. Hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to lead a nonviolent movement, but maybe don't fuck with Annie Lee Cooper. Yeah. And uh, she goes on to uh, Annie Lee Cooper says, I try to be nonviolent, Ms. Cooper told a Jet Magazine reporter a few weeks after the incident. But I just can't say I wouldn't do the same thing all over again if they treat me brutish like they did this time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Miss Cooper doesn't need a billy club in her neck. No. Kidding me? Knock him down twice. So, and no uh, regrets. Earlier, I mentioned uh, 
when she went to the registrar's office, the uh, person running the registrar's office being like, oh, you work at this place? What would your boss think of you coming down here? Uh, apparently that was uh, somewhat accurate. She went down to vote along with a couple other coworkers, mm-hmm. and her boss found out and uh, fired her and the other, might have been one or two other people mm-hmm. that went to register to vote, black people, fired them all. And the boss tried to take a picture of her so that he could pass it around saying, don't hire this woman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Come on. She said, well, no, I'm not going to pose for this, uh, this photo. Apparently, he attacked her with a cattle prod. And uh, all of the black workers at this, uh, I believe it was a funeral home, something to that effect, uh, marched out. They quit in protest. And she had a hell of a time finding work in Selma after that until she finally started working at uh, the hotel. It was a black-run hotel. And that's where she got work. Um, Wow. Beyond that, I, I I don't know that she was a prominent uh, member of the civil rights movement beyond mm-hmm. that situation, but who cares? She punched the shit out of a racist sheriff. Badass. Yeah, that's hey, that's more than I've done. Yeah, right. I'll say that. Who has yeah. the courage to do that? I know to fucking Annie Lee yeah, Cooper. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Watching that, like, it's kind of a dumb thing to say, but I got done watching that movie and I was a little depressed. I'm like, what have I done? What right. have I done? And I'm comparing myself to Martin Luther King Jr. and I'm just like. <laughs> How is this helpful? Like, yeah. yeah, we can't all be MLK, but you know, we could do it on our, our, you know, he's, he's the big dogs, you yes. know, like we could do it on our level. Yeah. And, yeah. We, we, do, small we donate to causes that we feel are, you know, uh, help to advance people mm-hmm. in society and we'll continue to do that. And, and we'll add our little drop in the bucket. You know? I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we're not like, he's, he's got the, we're no rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> so, you know, can't drop that kind of money, but yeah. <laughs> Do what we can. So just in incredibly inspirational, just uh, the, you know, the Selma demonstrations in general. But of course, Andy Lee Cooper mm-hmm. not taking no shit from that a girl. sheriff, from wow. nobody. Damn. And she took her licks, but she she kept going for another, what, 50, 45 years. That's wow. That's amazing. Good for her. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So that one short, but sweet. Yeah. And you got me to watch Selma. Thank you so much. Oh, and of course, mm-hmm. if if we, you know what next female dog we no that's not okay. We've got to find something that we can name after Annie Lee Cooper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe if Cash wants a fish. That's I don't a, know. That seems kind of safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for another commercial break. Maybe we'll uh, advertise toothpaste. Sure. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll make uh, does, up our own. T- does toothpaste advertising podcasts? Doubt it. It used to be that service that was like the the like weekly or the monthly toothbrush box. That's the only thing I've oh, heard of. Oh, yeah. We'd, eh. get, we'd get like the discount one. Yeah. Like here's a stick and <laughs> From some, the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky if we get bubble gum. All right. Be right back. Yeah, that's right. We don't have advertisers because we're not for sale. <laughs> You know, I feel like we should make our own commercials. We probably should. It would be funny. Yeah. Like on WandaVision. Oh, yeah. It's that's our true. own reality. Just wouldn't be. Silly commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've told you about a, a new podcast. I have a, a podcast idea that I have. It would just be me. Be super <laughs> quick. Yes. I'm still thinking about doing it. <laughs> I'm still thinking of. You yeah. try it out. 
if you guys are interested, let me know. It's going to be like a sleep aid podcast, which I feel like I've got the voice for. I feel like we should just video you while you're doing the podcast too and put it on our Instagram so people can get a taste of it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Be fun. A little taste. Yep. Who wants a taste? Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. That went dirty uh. real quick. <laughs> so back to some changes we're making. Yes. Like I said, try new things. This is jazz, baby. Not really. But uh, <laughs> we've decided. So we want what we're researching to be something we enjoy, that we're passionate about. Right. So going forward, instead of us assigning topics to each other, which I think we've, I think it's been really enjoyable. It has been, Like yeah. even if it hasn't been something that I'm super into, I find myself being into it after because of what, of what you learned. learned yeah but we've decided that we're going to switch it up and instead we are just going to pick what we want to research that week mm-hmm. not tell each other so then it's a surprise not only for you guys the following week but for the other person it's a surprise for us yeah yeah it'd be a lot of fun yeah so uh i'm doing something next week and you guys don't get to know what it is <laughs> so suck on yeah that. yeah i'm in control dad <laughs> <laughs> so i'm looking forward to next week i think i've got I think I've got something uh, pretty fun, and I I think I can parlay it into some interesting information. What What do you think? You got something yet? I or, have nothing. Nothing yet. That's great. Nothing. I'll probably decide that. the day of. I love that energy. You I know, the same thing. It. I do all my like research. You guys hear that confidence? The day of. She's like, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. I work better under pressure, yeah. bitch. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> you gotta You gotta flex at me. Oh, uh, so. Got that out of the way. We are going to skip uh, the uh, elegant rap reading mm-hmm. for this week. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to think of uh, maybe some other kind of fun stuff to bring to you guys. Um, Did you want to say what uh, next month theme is going to be? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You came up with this one, so you can tell. I did. So get ready. It's probably not good. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. So, guys, next month is March. Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you think of March? <laughs> Leaves? No, that's dumb. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day? Gross. Daylight savings time? Yeah, no. That's Grow stupid. Up. <laughs> Grow up, dummies. No. March Madness. But not that weird basketball thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so March Madness, we are going to look into cases of people going insane. Whether fictional, non-fictional... Uh, whether it be in books and comics, uh, whatever Movies, it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, again, this month has been really great, but uh, we want to kind of get more into pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where our interest lies, and uh, that's what we have a good time with. And our son is dropping off some Play Doh. Nice little Thank you very surprise. much, kiddo. Thanks. Hey, we're almost done. Can Do you want to go watch some Boss Baby? Almost done. You're doing great. Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you. He's love like, you. Yeah, I know, Dad. I just wanted to drop this off and say hi and leave again. He didn't close it all the way, but good enough. That's all right. Yep. So, March Madness. Uh, we, of course, have next, uh, well, it's released on Sunday, and uh, that'll be the final Black History Month episode, and then we're straight into March Madness. As always, we need you guys. Clearly, we're lazy. So, please, <laughs> if you have anything you want us to look into, any recommendations? Mm-hmm. Any, you know, if you guys can give me something for my burps, whatever you got, 
send it our way to life well spent at yahoo.com or life underscore well underscore spent underscore on the Instagram. I feel like I could not have made that any harder. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Case me on my toes. I think I'm the only one that really says it on the podcast, so I appreciate it. I just feel like you just wanted to. <laughs> it's just fun. It's, it is kind of fun. It's got a certain cadence. It's got, it's got a bounce to it. Yeah. So that is going to do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to hear us talk about WandaVision. And we're going to be talking about spoilers. Yes. We always talk about spoilers. Yep. So, of course, if you're hanging out, be prepared to hear about exactly what goes on. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. The really Wanda, WandaVision. Good. I think this one's fine, too. I just love the whole show. Oh, it's so good. So we are going to get into that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to say bye to everybody who doesn't want to hear us talk about this. Did you have a send, send off? Yeah, I got a send off. Okay. I got it up here. I got oh, it the, look at got you. The, I think I do. You're such a smart man. Uh, we'll see. Probably <laughs> going to come out dumb. <sighs> so for anybody that doesn't want to stick around and hear us spoil WandaVision, thank you so much. We love you. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. And we're going to fight about this later. <laughs> I think that's end off on pretty well. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's a good time. That's nice. I like to kind of pretend that we're fighting all the time, but you know, we're <laughs> we're doing good. So that when we're actually fighting, it's gonna be like, We're totally <laughs> fine, you it's, guys. <sighs> no, it's good. We're I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, WandaVision yes. is great. So as is tradition, I like to watch the IGN. Uh, review afterwards just mm-hmm. to kind of see if there's anything i missed right. uh and this ig interview like they're like oh you know this one was pretty close to a filler episode until the last 10 minutes and i'm like you shut your goddamn mouth ign that episode was consistently fantastic mm-hmm. in my opinion i thought yeah. it was incredible from start to finish i loved vision and cat dennings doing their car thing yeah. you know they're in the van um and we've been consistently surprised besides like the stuff that was in trailers, like the I dream of genie kind of stuff early right, on. Right, 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 right. Um, but uh, yeah, when it went to the Malcolm in the Middle opening for the 90s, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I, you know, we talked about it on the podcast. I totally missed that it was Malcolm in the Middle that they were I paying was homage like to. Modern Family. Is where my mind went. Yeah, well, and uh, I mean, that was more this episode. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. the previous episode we thought was the like, kids uh, Clarissa explains it all. That's right, what it was. Yeah, yeah, but it was more Malcolm in the Middle East. Yes. Um, yeah, this one was like Modern Family, The Office, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing where somebody says something, one of the characters like looks into Cameron and like Cameron like mugs. Like, yeah. Jim, a total Jim. Total Jim. Yeah, yeah, so everybody got to do a little bit of that and... Um, yeah, the, the guy in, in, on the IG interview thought that, uh, um, my God, the the woman that plays Wanda. Elizabeth um, Olsen. Yes. Thought that she was channeling the main female lead from Modern Family, a uh, white woman with blonde hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I guess I could see that, but I think, yeah. she, I think she was just embodying that kind of character and that speaking into the camera kind of like oh this you know what does she say like in a case of the mondays am i right like mm-hmm. and trying to take a light i maybe it was a bit of an homage but i thought she made it her own yeah and, i uh, mean i think that just yeah it was just a, a nod to that era of yeah. tv shows thought it matched the character of mm-hmm. you know she's gone from like 
I I don't know if going back and watching the series again, if the series is going to be like the however many steps of acceptance when somebody passes away. Cause oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. early on with denial. I think there's like five steps. Yeah. I don't know. Anger, if denial. Yeah. Bargaining is one that I always remember, but I don't know if there's ever like a real bargaining point in the show. I don't but know. she's definitely gone on to like the depression side. Yeah. In this episode, you know, she's like not really hanging out with her kids. Yeah, things aren't really going her way. She doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, something interesting because I saw a TikTok and uh, what was okay? So the end of the episode, they reveal what is her name? The true big bad that I cannot remember her name. Crap. Yeah. Okay, because there was a, a guy and he's like, oh, I noticed something over these episodes that uh, with every closing of a show for each episode, mm. there's like a hexagon around Wanda and Vision, right? And then, of course, we have the hex, which is surrounding the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was something else that was like hexagon shape as well. But he's like, could this be, and he said a name... Like as being the antagonist, mm. and I don't remember who it might be. Do you know of any um, s- villain hexagonal with, themed with, villains? Yeah, none that I can think of. Oh, crap! Yeah. I should have saved it so I could tell you the name of it. Yeah, you could tell me, but uh, yeah, I I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, the 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 main antagonist now that she's been revealed, she was uh, theorized pretty early on. By people that know more about Marvel like than yourself. I do. Well, no, I, I. You thought she was only because I'd heard it. I I'm not familiar oh. with its villain at all. I'm not super vili- uh, familiar with uh, Scarlet Witch to begin with. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, but it also again, I'm bummed that I watched so much stuff leading up to this series. Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that name in the TikTok video. He oh. mentioned somebody else. Interesting. Yeah, it was like a one-named thing, person. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, darn it, I should have saved it. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. And uh, um, yeah, but I just, uh such a good show. I just, I love every single like episode more and more. Yeah, and I thought the Agatha Harkness reveal was it's so fun. Mm-hmm. I it, again because I watched some stuff beforehand. It wasn't like a total revelation, mm-hmm. but I thought the show did a really good job of keeping it. Like uh, even bef- even leading up to the show, I was telling you that uh, you know Elizabeth Olsen she talked about House of M, mm-hmm. and that's the comic book series where Wanda creates her own reality. Right. So of course they are they are setting up long term. You are supposed to expect that this is all Wanda's control. Mm-hmm. And then for it to not really be her control, and it turns out that it's Agatha, I, I thought it was really great. Yeah. Um, I'm another, curious to know what, what, why she's doing this. Yeah. Where she came from. Mm-hmm. Is, is she from, um, oh my God, and I, again, I can't. Are they from Russia? No, or it's it it's like a made-up a... place. Oh, uh, okay. Sokovia. Oh, there oh. It is. Yeah, I wonder if she's from Sokovia. I wonder if... Like a, a, maybe she had beef with a family member. Maybe Wanda's. Or? Well, and I I keep bringing up that this show is supposed to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So is she just some sort of uh, extra dimensional being mm-hmm. that 
maybe wants Wanda's powers or Wanda and Vision's powers. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we just thought of the other hexagon thing that he noticed. Yep. Sorry, is the uh, the uh, the main sword guy mm-hmm. the one that you thought might have something to do with it? There was a scene where it showed all of these like frames, and they were in a hexagon shape in the background when they're like in the hub, like looking at all the Weird. monitors and stuff. And yeah, if you look behind, uh, what's her name that just got powers? Oh, uh, Monica Rambo. Thank you. That was a great reveal too. But yeah. keep going. But they they were all in a hexagonal shape. Oh, we'll have to see if we can track that uh that yeah. scene down. Yeah, really interesting. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I am so pumped that uh, Monica Rambo got her powers. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if they're gonna lean heavy into her actually using her powers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I told Amber that they'd better not kill off Agatha Harkness because I think we need more kind of weird wizardy villains. And I'm also extremely attracted to her. So <laughs> so they uh, better not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they will either. I mean, she, she's got charisma coming out of all orifices. Ugh. I don't know why I said that. But uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's fantastic. They can't kill her off. Like, mm. she's so good. So Yeah, and like you said, she's a big-name actress. I doubt that they... I mean, they tend to do that to a lot of Marvel villains, but hopefully, hopefully they don't with her. Yeah. Yeah. Darn, I thought I could try and find that uh, TikTok video to tell me the name of it, but I can't. Okay. No biggie. You guys, you guys get a TikTok account and (laughs) find whatever my wife was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I I liked Kat Dennings early on in the episode where Mm -hmm. she is, her brain is like fuzzy from the, the hex. Right. Uh, but then when Vision snaps her out of it, I was like, oh, that's good. Like That she, makes sense that he would do that. Yeah. I, I just, I wanted them to have that kind of dynamic. And again, another complaint from this IGN video is like, oh, well, in this episode, Vision is just kind of relegated to, uh, excuse me, to a, uh, uh, like a story dump. Like, mm. um, Kat Denning's whole role in that episode was just to uh, give kind of the, the backstory to vision which is like yeah that makes sense right like he has to find out i think that's pretty solid storytelling Mm -hmm. yeah i mean maybe they didn't you know a vision didn't have a ton to do in that episode Mm -hmm. but they can then again like him learning and understanding why wanda is feeling this way because she had to watch her love die twice Mm -hmm. one time she had to kill him yeah. Then the second time she had to watch his skull get crushed in by that was Thanos. Terrible. Yeah. Like I like I like what they're setting up. Mm-hmm. I think the last two episodes, I hope the last two episodes are gonna be so good. Again, we've talked about endings are hard. So yeah. I I hope they really land this one. And I hope they Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do a hard setup for the like new Doctor s- Strange movie or so I guess with covid and the delayed release of like black widow and stuff they've had to kind of move some stuff around a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't know if they've really done that with these tv shows but if they have there's a good possibility that this show may not directly set up falcon and the winter soldier oh okay but i don't it doesn't need to it really doesn't no no. it can totally set up a a proper mcu film Mm -hmm. that's coming you know a year or so down the line and then we can just get straight into 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't mm-hmm. think that really that one really needs too much introduction. No, not at all. I mean, uh, I think that just basically picks up from uh, the Avengers, the last Avengers movie. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe uh, some time passes or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think Bucky got a haircut. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that I know of, so. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's going to be a bummer when this show's done, but I look forward to, like, binging it. You mm-hmm. know, watch the final episode and then just start straight from episode one and watch right. it all in one day because it's been really just a great source of joy. And I wonder, because you know how you mentioned, like, oh, they're only, like, 30 minutes long. Some of mm-hmm. them are 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they do that because it matches what TV shows were like back in the day. They're only, like, 30 minutes long anyways. Yeah, the 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 episode, there was the Halloween episode, uh, or not the Halloween episode. It was a very special episode. It was, like, the mm. 80s one. Yeah. That one was 40-some minutes long, and that... I don't think that tracks, but mm. I think that's also when they really started getting more into sword and the outside world. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the episode would be longer. Right. Um, yeah. See, so yeah, I don't know. Like mm. we, we were talking about, are they going to stick to that formula for the second to last episode? Yeah. And if they did, it'd be 2010. So I mentioned like, well, you kind of think of like kind of game of Thrones, kind of big budget drama. Right. Which this, kind of already is or you know Uh, yeah i mean law and order has been going on shit since the 80s 90s has it oh yeah it's been going on forever oh gosh tons of spinoffs so i'll be curious to see if they get back into a format or well i guess now wanda's been captured by agatha harkness so i guess they don't really need to get into that Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see i guess we'll see i'm excited yeah and uh first post credit scene in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it, I don't think they needed a post credit scene. No. But it was, it was fine. Monica getting caught by Quicksilver. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, at least it showed you that Quicksilver wasn't dead after, yeah. you know, Wanda. we didn't see him all episodes. So yeah. Getting him back in there. And, and that um, explains why he looks so different. It's because Agatha, Agatha brought him to make it seem like he was still a brother. Yeah. Which, does that mean that Agatha is from a universe where that's the Quicksilver and that's the only Quicksilver she knew? So that's why she brought that back. Oh, and maybe. What is going on? Interesting. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's that's her reasoning for yeah. doing this to Wanda. God, what if they're going to show a clip of her in like the Fox, like X-Men universe or something? Oh. Maybe Wanda did something to her in that universe and she. this is the only way she could... Well, there is no one in that universe that, well, that, I mean, that we're aware well, of. I guess in a universe, not necessarily the yeah, X-Men true, one. But true. Oh, guys, possibilities. Mm-hmm. So many of them. Wife drinking tea. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. So we're not good at being critical reviewers of shows because mm-hmm. we just keep saying it's a really good show. <laughs> you got to watch it. Because it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our son has lost all patience, and he keeps coming in. <laughs> He's so. got to hang now this time. Uh, I'll help you, buddy. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for us. Already did my fancy new sign-on, so I'm not doing that again. Bye. We love you. Bye. Don't be a Richard. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>